goes out into the airwaves and across the world today, Father. Father, we just ask, Lord, that some soul somewhere will be saved. Somebody somewhere will understand the need to yield themselves unto thee, O Lord. Because unto thee, O Lord, do I yield my body and my vessel to bring this word forth. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, and I'm going to start with the 14th verse and go on into the 15th. It says that, I know that whatsoever God doeth, and the title of this uh, message today is God Requires the Past. God requires the past. It says, I know that whatsoever God do, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God does it that men should fear before him. See, that's the problem in the world today. Men don't fear God. See, that, that, that's what the problem is. You see, the problem ain't that we don't have everything that we need. The problem is we got more than we need and we don't have the sense enough to fear and give reverence to the one that has allowed us to have these things. Can I get an amen on that? You see, you, you, you see, we take for granted the goodness of God. And what we do is, we think it's going to be like that always. But that's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of us. He says, now, the thing that God has done, can't nobody do nothing with it. Can't nobody take from it. And can't nobody add to it. Let's look at Revelation 22, verses 18 through 20. Revelation 22, about this adding and taking away. Revelation 22, verses 18 through 20. Are we there? The word of the Lord says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things. God, not man, but God, shall add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. Well, that lets me know right now that a whole bunch of preachers are going to be in big trouble with God. Because a whole bunch of preachers are adding to this word things that's not appropriate. But it doesn't stop there. It goes on and it says, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. See, we playing with fire and don't even know it. We're in the danger zone, world, and don't even know it. Say, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in the book. And then he said, I testify these things, saying, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. So God is warning us here, don't be like a lot of them. Because if he didn't feel that people wasn't going to take 
and add to and take away from this book, he never would have wrote it here. But it's written. And it's written for a reason. Yes, it is. It's written for a reason. But verse 15 is the main of our text today. It said, that which has been is now. Once again, the title of this message today is God requires the past. He says that that which has been is now, verse 15, Ecclesiastes 3. And that which is to be is already been. Hmm. And God required that which is past. And when when I saw that, it was kind of strange to me until God gave me understanding on it. Well, first of all, Ecclesiastes tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So everything that we think is new today has already been done. There's nothing new, young kids. Ain't nothing you can come up with that ain't been done before. It's already been done. This stuff right here that you think is new technology, man, the Egyptians had it a long time ago. And we, and we ain't even figured out yet just what all has been given in secret. But God, little by little, is revealing it. So when we look at this and, and, and we see that that God, he said, now, he require that which is past. What he's saying is that God require that which is past means his decrees and his purposes are to be fulfilled. And they're in the past, in his mind, the same season to return which have been and the same kinds of, and species of creatures to exist which have already been. So what God is saying, I'm requiring the past. See, a long time ago, God spoke in the book of Genesis. And he put together the anatomy of the universes and the worlds out there, including earth, and It comes in a circular, comes back around, the seasons. He don't have to go back and tell the seasons to come again. See, he requires the past. You see, God's mind is way beyond what he said in Genesis. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. God's mind is way beyond when he said, let us make man. See, now, when a man and a woman get together, every time a man and a woman get together to have sex, see, we do it illicitly, but the fact of the matter is, world, I'm talking to you, the fact of the matter is, is that every time a man and a woman, I say a man and a woman, get together, check this out. They're saying, let us make man again. Every time. Because every time a man lay down with a woman, it has been designed to bear children. Now we've taken it and did other things with it. Like we perverted everything else. Yeah, I'm talking to you. 
That's what we've done. We've perverted the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've perverted the word of God. And now when we preach the word of God, we're hated for it. So most preachers, they bow down to Caesar. But true prophets of God don't bow down to Caesar. They speak fire until it rains truth upon this earth, you see. So God requires the past, whether it be the seasons, whether it be the procreation of man, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it be wars and rumors of war, it still comes back around on its own. God don't have to tell the sun to rise every morning. See, that, that, that's been done. That's a done deal. So God is way past people what he said long ago. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? God is not the same, yet though he is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, but he ain't got to go back there and say nothing because it's already been done. When it comes time for the summer, it's already been required. It's already been spoken so it's in a cycle. As long as the earth remains, Genesis 8.22 says, there's going to be seed time, there's going to be harvest. There's going to be winter, there's going to be cold. There's going to be hot, there's going to be cold. You say, oh, there's going to be sowing and there's going to be reaping as long as the earth remains. So when we look at the truth of it, Romans 11.33 tells us that the ways of God are way past finding out. Or God is way past finding out. We can't find him out. We can't go back to Genesis and find where God is now. Because where God is now is so far from what he said. That's why I say I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. But I'm going to require... In the end, what I put forth in the beginning. Amen? I'm going to require that. I don't have to go back to it. I don't have to do that. You see, a lot of y'all don't understand the scripture. You see, the Bible says that on the seventh day, God rested. Ain't that what it say? Amen. That's what it say, ain't it? But is that really what God did, according to the Bible? See, you got to go deeper than that. You got to go further. Y'all got your Bible? I'll show you a trick you'll never forget. See, on the seventh day, God forgot. Or God rested on the seventh day. But if you go to chapter 2 in Genesis, you'll see something else took place. And we've spoken about this before. But I don't know why I'm going here, but God, God knows. God knows. So when you look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, you'll see that, and God blessed the seventh day, sanctified it, and he rested. That's what God's word said. But if you go on down through here, all of a sudden, in verse 7, wait a minute. 
His name changes. A title is put on him. See, that's why you need to have your Bibles open. See, that's what's wrong, people. You don't know the Bible because you don't, nobody never teaches you the Bible. You see, when you go on down here and you look in the Word, what you'll see in the book of Genesis is that all of a sudden, God goes from God to verse 7. He say, Lord God, wait a minute. Something has changed. All of a sudden, the God that rested has become Lord God. No, he, did, he rested from creating things. But he didn't rest from being who he is as God. He became ruler. The word Lord means ruler. Now, he don't create no more. He just Lord over that which he created. Do y'all understand what the Bible is saying? Yeah. See, you got to know what the books say. God rested from creating because he required the past to come back again. He don't have to go back and create the seasons no more. He don't have to go back and create man no more. He's done passed that on to us, right? Amen. Now all we got to do is man and woman say, let us make man. And I guarantee you, man will come. Amen? I say man and woman. I'm going to stress that fact. And the reason I'm stressing that fact because the world has got, a men, they got a, something wrong with us. We think winter is summer. Winter ain't summer. Winter is winter. And Adam is still Adam. And Eve is still Eve. And I don't care who like it. And I don't care who don't like it. I'm speaking the truth to all the world. And you can turn the TVs off. Or the computers or whatever it is you're looking at. Or however you're looking at it. You can turn it off. But I'm going to keep on preaching to you. I'm not going to back down. I don't back down. God say he's way past finding out. So, so now God, he, he don't have to create no more. But now he's got to rule as Lord over that which he's created, right? You see, okay, let me put it to you like this. After a man builds a house, he rests, does he not? You know, no, ain't nothing else to build, right? Amen. So what does he do? He begin to rule over it. Huh? Don't you rule in your house, young man? All right, then. If you don't, something wrong. Amen. If you don't rule, something wrong. If you don't rule, something wrong. If you don't rule, something wrong. If he ruling in your house, then something wrong. You out of order. Because that's not the order. So let's just get things back right. Let's just get it back right. So I'm saying that to give you an understanding that when God finished creating what he was going to create, now he's ruling over it. Just like a man, when he finished creating and building his house, he's ruling over it now. Now if you can't understand that, something ain't right. God is past finding out. Because where God was, even though he's there, he's not there no more. He ain't back there saying no more. Let us make man 
Let us make the sea. Let us make the fish in the sea. No, that's already perpetual now. See, he done released that off into his creation's hand. But it's his job to rule and guide over that so that man don't get stupid. But man wouldn't allow God to rule over him. So man got somebody say, stupid. stupid. Now anything go. And they want you to go along with it. The devil is a stinking lie. I'll take my chances any day with preaching the truth and going to heaven than to preach a lie and go to hell just to please man. Man didn't make me. God made me. From the beginning, the Bible says, uh, persecution existed. Watch Cain. Cain hated his brother. And he killed him. Mm, because of his brother's superior goodness. And so it always has been and is today and it will be that such are that are after the flesh will persecute those who are after the spirit. Am I right about it? But God will make an inquisition for the blood. Yes, he will. And require it at the hands of those that shed it. He will seek out the persecuted and vindicate him and avenge his persecutor. Yes, he will. You see, here's Cain. And Cain is a representation of man in the flesh, the carnal man, the worldly man. And the Bible say that Cain was a tiller of the ground. You see, Cain liked them things out of the earth. Y'all know us. Okay, let me just bust your bubble. Everything we like come out the ground. Money, gold, food, the material to build cars. Even we came out the ground. And we love women. And we love or, or, or girls are supposed to love men. <laughs> See, I keep, I keep getting confused. I'm almost confused up here. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, I'd be confused. But see, I'm serious. But what I'm, the point that I'm trying to make, church, is that Cain liked the things just like us that come out the earth. Don't we like all these things? Well, y'all ain't going to talk to me. I wish I, I just keep wishing I had a church that, 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 that wasn't so sanitized and proper. I just wish I had an audience that just, just understood that we are jacked up and tore up from the flow up and we need Jesus. I just wish. I just wish that somebody would understand that we ain't all what we think we are. I just wish that. So we like all these things, these new cars, all that stuff come out the ground. These clothes, the stuff that, they come out the ground. Everything we like come out the ground. Cane. <laughs> and then what we do? We try to bring that to God. So the old preacher, he'll tell you how to get your stuff and you'll just love him. You'll follow him to hell because he's telling you about what you like. You like the preferred thing. So what you do, you're going to follow that old fool right in the hell. Because God did not accept Cain's offering. So Cain gets mad. 
and kills his brother Abel, which is the spirit. Because, <laughs> see, Abel, he was a tender of the sheep. In other words, he liked pure things, the pure things of God. So what did he do? Oh, 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 Cain over here, he brings all the things from the ground, the worldly things to God. God said, I don't want that. Abel brings the pure things of God to him, and God said, that's what I like. <laughs> now, his old brother got jealous. And not only did he get jealous, but he killed him. Well, okay, Cain, how many times have we killed the spirit in us? Because of the things that we like. You don't have to say amen. I know I just stuck you in the heart with the word of God. You don't have to say amen. I know I, I know when the Holy Ghost doing what it's supposed to do to you. How many times have we killed the spirit of God in us? Because we like other things. Like we talked about last week. We like that preferred thing. And that's what got Lot messed up, Lot's wife, when she looked back. See, see, every time we look back, we kill God's spirit, and then we got to have it resurrected again. Over and over and over. So the persecution comes. Genesis 9, 6 says, Whosoever shed the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. Death penalty. That's God's word. Amen, that's God's word. So what this tells me is that Satan also requires the replication of the past in his ministry to seduce lost and willing souls. You see, everything God does and requires Satan to try to mimic it. That's why there's Christ and it's anti-Christ. Because he'll mimic everything that God does. But it'll be false. He'll trick you. He'll seduce you. The willing soul, that is. Ecclesiastes, fifth chapter. I'm almost done. Almost done. In the fifth chapter of Ecclesiastes, verses 8 and 9, here we go. He says here that if thou seest the oppression of the poor and violent perverting of judgment, don't we see that today? And justice in a province, marvel not at the matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth, and there be higher than they. So what God is saying here, when we look out in this world today, and when we look within ourselves, we see violent oppression, do we not? Surely to God we see that. And we see the injustice, but do you not know that there are higher ones that also see the oppression and the injustice according to that word there? And not only do higher ones, but it say, and even a higher one sees it. It goes all the way to the top. So don't be discouraged about Mr. Trump. He's just a man that's been put there by God. I know man thought he put him there, but, you know, if you know anything about the Bible, God say, I'm the one that do the promoting. I take down one and put another up. <laughs> you don't get to there without God being in it somewhere. God have used crazy people all through the Bible to bring his thing to an end. 
And people just don't understand that. So what we do is we fight against God and God's pick. God used Cyrus, who was a heathen, called Cyrus his main man to rebuke Israel and then bring them back into the place where they needed to be. That was God's man. See, God used who he wanted to use. You can't tell God who to use. God used a drug addict like me to stand here and spit fire on you. That's God's business. That's right. A drug addict, a pimp, a bank robber, and and God know a fornicator, and everything else. But look what God did. You see, they overcame by their testimony, the word of their testimony, and the blood of the Lamb. See, if you shame of what you did, then you ain't delivered yet. <laughs> see, see that that's that's how you get somebody else saved. Standing up here like you all that. You ain't all that. None of us. I don't like them kind of churches. And I definitely don't like them kind of preachers. Like they got it all going on. You don't got nothing going on. You are chump. That's what you are. There ain't but one superstar and that's Jesus Christ. Ain't no more. You're running here talking about go here, go there. We talked about that last week. And hardly about go here, go there. Jesus said, don't you do it. You better go where the word of God is being preached. Whether you like it or not, you need to stay. Because God's circumcising you. And getting cut on don't never feel good. Surgery don't. But after you re- remove the tumor and you heal up, then you get better. Well, but best thing, you stay alive. Uh-huh. That's the best thing. Yeah, it might hurt for a little while, but at least you're still living. I don't want to go to the surgery because it's going to hurt. Okay. Well, then just let the cancer continue of sin. Just let it continue and watch and see what's going to happen. Watch and see. God ain't playing with us. He gives us a time of tolerance. And then, but the thing about it is, my tolerance ain't your tolerance with God. See, God might get the little baby that ain't having two breaths. He might let me live to get 90 or 100. But whether he do it, whether he don't, that's his business. My job is to be ready when he comes. See, I don't mind going. I just don't want to go wrong. I believe I might need to say that again. I don't mind going. I just don't want to go wrong. World. So here we are. Here we are. I ain't preaching no time today, but... It did enough. Watch this. I want you to understand something here. In verse 9. Because it's very, very, very important. Verse 9 says, Moreover, the prophet, check this out, people. Verse 9, Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter, verse 9. Moreover, the prophet, listen, of the earth is for everybody. Even the king himself is served by the fields. Did y'all hear that? See, you don't have to feel left out, church. Because God's word says that the prophet of the earth, the P-R-O-F-I-T, the prophet of the earth is for everybody. 
So why are we so depressed? He said, even the king have to eat from the field. Eat the same thing we eat. Breathe the same out. Drink the same water. Go to the same doctors. Have the same pains and aches and stuff. Why are we so discouraged? When the profit of the whole earth is for all of us. See, I tell you why. Because of the way we've been conditioned to think. See, we don't understand and know that the profit of the earth is for all of us. See, we don't know that. So what we do, we wait on somebody else to do it for us or to say and give us the ability to do it, to say you can do it. But if you realize that the profit of the earth is for everybody, then you get yours too. You get yours too. But you got to understand that first. See, you got to understand that. See, if you don't think that you know better than minimum wage, then that's all they're going to give you. When them people come, every once in a while I go out and I work three weeks just to breathe. That's my leisure. Somebody called me, they say, well, we need a technician over here to do this or that or do this or do that. that." I don't come out for less than $18, $19 an hour. Don't even call me. I ain't coming out. Why? Because I know my worth. Now, next time they call me, each time I go out, I learn a little bit more, right? So next time they call me, my price done went up three more dollars on the hour. (laughs) Why? That's how you do this. I'm trying to tell you how to do it. Brenda said, baby, why you do this to yourself? You don't even have to go out here and do this. I said, baby, I do it because I want to just breathe some air. I just, I just, I'm a hands-on guy. I'm a natural guy. I like being out, breathing air, you know, and, you know. And then I come home, legs be all tired and stuff and stuff. She said, babe, why are you doing this to yourself? You know what I'm saying? I said, I ain't doing nothing. I need to do this for me. I need to do this for me. It ain't about the money. It's about this. It's about this. Because your mind will mess up on you if you're in the office all the time or you just, you know, you know that ain't good. And see, and see, if you don't make me work, I won't work. See, because I ain't going to no gym and do no work. You can forget that. <laughs> see, you can, you can forget that. See, you got to make me. You know what I mean? So I get a job. And I, so when I want some exercise, I get a job because I know what I got to do, right? But if I'm left to do that myself, I'm not going to do it. So we have to learn to honor somebody being over us to get us to that place of being and getting better because the whole earth is for all of us. It profits all, you know? It profits all. It profits all. It profits all. So I thank God for the fact that the king has to eat the same food I eat and that same thing he got I can have and because that's the way God planned it. Verses 18, and I'm closing. Ecclesiastes 15, verse 18, it said, Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor that he taketh under the sun 
all the days of his life which God giveth him. For this or for it is his portion. I'm going to lead this with you, church. Be happy with the life you have. Be faithful and loving and appreciate the family that you have. Understand that we're all doing better than we think we are. We just need to think about it sometimes. You won't have to look far to know that you're doing a lot better than you think you are. Sometimes you think that everybody else is doing better than you, but that's a trick of the enemy, people. Enjoy the works of your own hand. Do your own business. The Bible says study to be quiet and do the work of your own business. Don't be a busybody. Don't get in other people's business. Just do your business. Stay in your lane. And if you stay in your lane, God will bless you. And God will take you further than you can take yourself. But here's the thing. You have to understand that where God takes one, God may not can take the other one that far because the other one can't handle it. So our Father can't give us something that's going to destroy us. So as God blesses us, God also has to look out for us. Don't we look out for our children? As we bless our children, would we give our child a gun and he's not capable? Would we give our child a car and the child is not capable? You got, you, you got to wait till the person is capable. So it's the same with God. When God is ready to bless you in your next stage and your next affair, then trust me, God will do it. But you've got to be able to see what God is doing in your life. You've got to be able to see that. And you've got to understand that God, whatever he does in your life, he's doing it to protect you and to take care of you. Because his biggest concern now, we're talking about eternity here. You see, this, this, we're not going to be here on this earth in this form forever. So God, he's way past finding out, y'all. What we think... See, 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 God sees us now as this, but how much further is God seeing us in our future state? How much further? You understand? What has God done, did up there already for us? And we don't even have no idea. Because he did say now, eyes are not seen. Ears have not heard, and neither has it been placed in the heart of man. Those things that God has in store for those that love him in the book of Corinthians. See, we don't have no idea what it is. But how do we walk? By what? Faith. And not by sight. Amen? Amen. Give him some praise, y'all. Give him praise. Give him praise. Amen.